What's up, folks, and welcome back to the Shitake Podcast. As always, I'm your main host, Shannon. Joining me today is our co-host, Mamas. Mamas, say what's up to the people. Hey, todo mundo. Como você está? Did you just try Portuguese? Yep. I don't speak Portuguese, so I can't tell you if that was good or not, so I'm going to let it slide. So I guess Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a shout out to all of our to our number one listening group uh by country and that is brazil we see y'all we love y'all appreciate the viewership um mateo is still not back with us yet but good news he is a proud papa he had a yep. new i believe it's a new baby girl uh he hopefully mm-hmm. will be joining us next week and we will grill him for all the details about his uh happy little moment um, yeah. But this week, it's just we just run into the two of us, and we are going to be doing a review for High School Prodigies Have It Easy, Even in Another World. But before oh. we get into that, it's my <laughs> turn with the question of the week. And I think right. this is going to be a fun one. So, Mamats, okay. mm-hmm. I need you to pick an isekai world to get trapped in. What? Why would I get all right. Pick, I, I pick an isekai world from an anime mm-hmm. that you will get tra- that you will be stuck in. So why? Why again? That I I got stuck it's in that, that world. Why it did I get to choose the, the the world? Don't worry about that part. I will explain that part. I'll explain the next step afterwards, and you'll understand why. All you got to do right now is pick a world. Pick a world, huh? Hmm. Hmm. I'll pick like a very peaceful one. Um, uh, all right, the, from the Isekai Quartet. Isekai Quartet, really? Yeah, yes. Does that even count? They just stuck in a high school. Yeah, it, it's a, really from a world. different world. Yeah, it's from a different world. That is the biggest cop out. No. Ever. You that don't explain to me why I was I trapped in that world. So world. yeah, it's a different world. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Isakai Quartet is banned for the for the for the terms of this question. You are making this difficult? <laughs> Pick another world. <laughs> wow, you just rejected my answer over there, man. Yes, wow. that's not happening because it doesn't work for this question. Pick another world. All right, Konosuba. Happy. Konosuba, Konosuba, Konosuba. Ah, Konosuba. You just want to go to Konosuba so you can be with your trash waifu Aqua. Of course. I got to meet my goddesses Aqua. Yes. Yeah, that's what you said. If that's your goddess, I feel sorry for your peoples. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you're going so to be stuck in Konosuba, you will get... Okay. If you're going to be stuck in Konosuba, your punishment is to get the powers of the character from ReZero. Why? <laughs> what is the logic behind it? Explain to that me now, man. That is the question this week. You get to pick the isekai world that you get to spend the rest of your life in, but the other person gets to determine what power set you get. And it will not be from the world that you are stuck in. So I can say, oh, I'm going to be stuck in the world of, um, we'll say Gate. 
I was like, fine, but you don't get to use any technology, nor you get to use any of the magic from Gate. You get the powers from Dragon Ball Z. That is oh. this week's game. So, oh. you wanted to be with your waifu? So your punishment is to have no powers at all, except that you come back to life and get to start over again every time you die. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm just going to live like a very easy life, not going to work. <laughs> just enjoy my, not going to work. my everyday if life. Waifu, if that's your wife, you you going to be going to work. She don't know how to save money. She blows through everything. Have you not watched Konosuba? Yeah, I, I watched them, but yeah. That's why your wife was trash. She came down to check. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I will think about it later. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> the shark show up and start, start hanging you upside down. And I, I, I got to redo whatever mistake that uh, I made, right? With the... Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I'm cool. Thank you. <laughs> Lord. You just took all the fun out of all this. I mean, I think it's a kind of quartet. So He's yeah, quartet is not a world, bro. It's a world. What do you mean it's by that? Not a world. It's a high school, and it's nothing but fan service. Where they just said, just so you, your characters can meet. That's it. It's not an actual fully fleshed out world. They all exist in a classroom. There's nothing <laughs> else there. I mean, they didn't really explore the damn place yet. Because there's nothing yeah. else there. There's nothing there. <laughs> you, you messed up my whole game. So mad at you right now. Wow. Oh, you rejected my answer <laughs> and you were mad at me? Because your, wow. asking, your answer was garbage. <laughs> your answer, sir, was trash. Straight up. All right. All right. Let's move on then. Okay. Uh, um, do you want to answer your, your own question? Well, yeah, that was the point. He's like, let's move on. So, like, okay, I guess we now go finish the question of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to choose your your own um, world. Do you want to choose gate? Well, no, no, I'm choosing my world, but you still get, you have to choose the power set. So, you know, I probably, no, because the only reason I like gate is because, yeah, it's fun, but I'm not going to be stuck with my wife because... I'm probably going to die. Um, so if that's the case, what world do I want to be in? What world do I want to be in? Um, you know, I'm going to choose the world from... You know, I'm going to go Sword Art Online. I'm going to choose uh, Ironcrad. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay, that's going to work. Um, so, you got the power sets from Sengoku Nightblood. You bastard. Yes, thank you. You <laughs> bastard. <laughs> you got to be a, a vampire a furry with a sword. Yes. That's, that's going to work, man. With no magical you know, power at all. No, no, no. They have magical powers, and I don't want to hear that. They have magical powers in Sengoku Nightblood. The show sucks. But they have magical <laughs> abilities. I will be fine. I can still level up. I can still have magic. I'm good. Nice try. Like you just you had to invoke the forbidden anime. How dare you, sir? 
<laughs> we just, we're moving on. We're moving on. You don't ruin this whole game for me. I don't want to talk about it no more. <laughs> I mean, I am not at fault here. This is your own oh, question. This, no, this, is entirely, this is entirely your fault. You ruined this whole experience for me. I blame you and only you. Wow. <laughs> so, moving on. This, uh, this week, we are reviewing, once again, High School Prodigies Have an Easy Even in Another World. Oh, thank you for the God, great title. Yes. Titles are too long. God. But let's hit the synopsis. An airplane accident befalls seven high school students. When they regain consciousness, it is in a world of magic and half-animal humans. Thrown into a feudalistic society run by autocrats and guilds with not a modern convenience in sight, these high schoolers don't even sweat it. No electricity? Build a nuclear power plant. Need to make a little money? Take over economic control of the city. How do you repay the gratitude of an impressed citizenry? Pay up in the corrupt nobility by going to war. Need to build up your status? Well, okay, social reject. Not just any high schoolers. These teenagers are super prodigies. Standing atop their fields of politics, economics, science, medicine, journalism, martial arts, and prestidigitation. They are the world's dream team of intellectual, technological, and physical prowess. Starring in the delightful tale of virtue over vice and an otherworldly revolution. That is, this, that is the synopsis for High School Prodigies Have It Easy Even in Another World from uh, highschoolprodigies.fandom.com. A wiki affiliate, oh. whatever. Oh. I really like that synopsis, even though it was a little wordy. I really kind of, I even enjoyed reading that. So. I mean, that okay, is the well. summary of the whole story. <laughs> well, much. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's yeah. not, it's not like it gives away a lot. So I'm cool with it. Okay. So. Okay. What is your score and your slogan? I mean, I this show is pretty good, but I'm hesitant to put to give it an eight. So I will give it a seven you, and a half. You hesitate to give it a to give it an eight. Okay, okay. What's your, what's your slogan? Uh, I don't have like a really good one this week. So you know what, peeps? You need to eat your meat properly. Okay, I'm that is totally... the reference from the first uh, episode. Oh, that's right. Okay, got it. Why? Why? I don't know, but yeah, let's roll with it. All right, fine. Um, I'm gonna give it an. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. I'm gonna give it a solid eight and a yeah. half. I yeah. really like this show. Um, and my slogan is. Um, you know, I, I didn't have one going into it. I wanted to come up with something off the top. I'm gonna be I'm gonna go kind of cliche and go uh step to the best, get crushed like the rest. Okay, okay. I will give it to you, man, this week. Neither of them is very good, but I, I could I was I was struggling to find one that really worked with the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's hard to yeah, let's roll with it. Slogan that really work with the show, so we're gonna have to roll with it. If I come up with something better, we'll, I'll, I'll yell it out while we're discussing. But um, yeah. let's dive into this show. Okay, episode one. I really did not know what to expect with this. Um, so the whole concept is you have these seven prodigies who are like just the top of their field. You have a business, a teenage, a high schooler who's like the king of business who 
basically is like Jeff Bezos on steroids. You've yep. got this kid who's the youngest pilot, who's the youngest prime minister of Japan. You have the best doctor in the world who actually has gone through medical school before she was 17. You mm-hmm. have um, the uh, the best samurai in the world, the best swordsman in the world. Yeah, you master have swordsman. Mm-hmm. The master swordsman. You have um, the technological prodigy who is literally the the culmination. The master inventor, of, yeah. Well, she's a master inventor, but she's not. It's not like it just, she was on. She was on accident. She was actually created, like she was actually like done through genetic augmentation, like yep. from birth. She was like she was. Her egg was messed with, and she was born as this perfect intellectual genius child. And then yeah. you have the world's greatest magician, who I'm just I'm a little suspect on that one. Um, yeah, and then you have weird. a little, little bit weird. pushing it. And then you have the world's, and then this is the one I have a problem with her category, but not like her, not the character, but how they classify her. She I mean, she's a ninja. Well, she's no, a kunoichi. I'm fine. Yeah, with she's a kunoichi, but they met them. World's greatest yeah. journalist. Yeah, uh, that's a bit like, It is like I dig it. She's a she's a ninja, and that helps with her information gathering. But why not just make her the world's greatest ninja as opposed to the world's greatest journalist? I don't get that title. Oh, make her her like greatest spy or something, you know? Right. Something like, well, I don't think she could be a spy because it's kind of hard to be a spy and then go to high school. So I can understand not doing spy, but journalist just seems such a weird category to put her in. I mean, the magician, the magician, and uh, yeah, journalist is weird. Yeah, those two are the weird ones. They're just, they just are strange to me. Um, but other than that, the show is really, really interesting. And well, it's not, it's not, it's, it's really good. It's not really interesting. It's not, it's not something we haven't seen before. But it yeah. was interesting how they did everything. Um, so you have them. So basically, you have them chilling on the plane, and I'm, that's another thing that kind of bugged me. Why are they all hanging out together? I mean, that is the backstory that we haven't uh, really. They didn't really explain to us the backstory of them, how they meet and stuff. Right. So it just kind of seems like they just shoved them together just for plot, and it's like y'all could have gave us something. Like they all went to an elite high school or something like that. Like, no, they are not in the same high school. They, they are right. a high schooler, right, but, but my, yeah. Right, but that's my point. If they would have said they all went, to, they all went or go to this elite school, and that's how they know each other, I could have been like, "Cool, I can get behind that." It gives them, it gives them a reason to have met at one point, but they didn't give us that, so we just have to accept that they are all together on a plane for no real reason. And they just I planning mean, like we can assume that they know each other somehow, right? But why? But like the, the reason like why? The... I mean, um, the only characters that that have like a background story thus far is um, what is her name? Sukasa and Ringo. That's all. Not not the other five, I guess. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna pull up a character list just so I can, to make it easier. <laughs> yeah, you know Sukasa me. Is, the names. Um, is the politician. Um, Ringo is the inventor. Yeah, so they've given them flushed out, um, flushed out backgrounds. Um, yeah. Nobody else has really got it yet. 
and so we really don't know. It doesn't help us with knowing why they're together. We know why Sukasa, yeah. why Ringo is in love with Sukasa, and why she follows him so heavily, but we don't know that about anybody else. Yep, uh, they don't give us that in the first season, I guess. Right, like the only connection that I could find overall would be Sarutobi, um, or uh, what's her first name? Um, Shinobu. Um, Shinobu is the only one that really maybe like has some kind of built-in under like explanation because she's a reporter so she could have met Ringo and Tsukasa and everybody else when she yeah. was doing stories on them mm-hmm. but that's it nobody else really has any kind of connection to one another and it's just I mean I like- can assume that um, the merchant and the politician kind of like a best friend or childhood friend maybe Again, though, we can't just assume that they were childhood friends because they don't really I, tell. Yeah, they, yeah, just they didn't know. really tell. I, I can just assume. That's just my assumption. Oh yeah, it's an it's an assumption, but we yeah. don't know. And that like you yeah. could have gave us something to explain it, even if yeah. it's just a quick sense to explain why they're together. So that mm-hmm. was something that bothered. Um, but they're on a plane, planning a vacation or whatever, and all of a sudden, plane crashes. They wake up unscathed. Well, not unscathed. They're unconscious. And that's when we meet Lero, who's trying to feed Tsukasa as he wakes up first. And she's trying to take care of him. And then you go straight into this. Well, like, he tries to eat some soup with some bits of, uh, what was it, goat? I think it was goat meat. Um, yeah. And he can't, and he eats, the, he drinks the broth, but then he coughs up the meat. He's like, oh, I, I guess I just can't, I can't, I'm not strong enough yet. So then she <laughs> proceeds to, without hesitation, say, well, I guess if this will work. And she starts chewing the meat and proceeds to kiss him to feed him the meat. Yeah, feeding mouth to mouth. If that is your king, yeah, this is right in your alley, man. Well, I mean, well, my thing was like, okay, I dig it. But at the same time, you like... You dig it? What do you mean by you I, dig it? What I mean by I dig is like, okay, it happened. I'm not going to argue that it could, that that's just completely outlandish. That would never happen, whatever. It's just a little bit, it's it's so weird that it just happens out the blue. Yes. Like there's, there's no like prior setup. Like she's just so captivated apparently by him that she's just like, whatever it takes to get my lips on your lips. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then you have the whole awkward situation where her, like her, like her friend walks in and all that stuff. And then you meet everybody. And there's a couple of parts where it seems like the reinteractions are forced. And I don't think the dialogue doesn't does it justice to fix the problem. Um, mm-hmm. Like when we first meet Elf, and he's yelling at his mom because he's the town treasurer, and he's like, well, if they if they're strong enough to walk, they just need to get out of town. And it's like, why are you crying like a little baby? Why are you losing your mind? Because they in the town, like it, it was such a forced, like no chance to build naturally interaction that yep. it just was hard to it was hard to grasp onto. Um, I mean, the whole the whole first episode truly feels like they are trying to grab our attention. Right, they're trying to so. rush it through and really hook us so that they can just get on with the story. And I'm like, okay, like I mean, just yeah. Story. <laughs> they, they start by explaining why they are the prodigies and they pretty much explain each and every characters that are sort of prodigies 
and just put them in a plane and crash in another world. That's all. I don't know yeah. why. I mean, Sukasa right there is the prime minister, and it's a little bit weird to have them in kind of like that plane is pretty much a custom made by Ringo, right? Not the official uh, private jet or something. Correct. So, that's Ringo. Yeah. That's Ringo made that jet because she has a special reactor in it. And there, yeah. there's some there's some there's some plot armor in this show. Like, <laughs> need something like when they say, "Well, we need electricity." Ringo have happened to have a nuclear reactor on the plane, and they're like, yeah. "Well, our cell phones luck work here. That's lucky." And it's like, "How the fuck your cell phones work? Ain't no satellites in the sky. How your cell phones I work?" I mean, they can make like change the uh, radio frequency to the not cell using satellite. Just it's kind of like using a walkie-talkie kind of thing. You no, know, you can make it happen. No, cell phones don't operate on radio frequencies. We Nor do they have about Ringo here. Ringo can do stuff. <laughs> no, I would have been fine with that if they would have said Ringo. Oh, Ringo says here, I modified our phone so they'll work in this new world. Then I they could have been did. like, okay. No, they didn't. They did. No, what do you mean? No, they didn't. They just said, oh, our phones work here. No, in the version that I watch, you watch it in dub, right? I watched it dubbed with English sub, so I saw both. So they literally said, Ringo literally said it herself. I modified the phone so that it can work in this world. Yeah, oh, hold on. I'm gonna I'm I'm go to Crunchyroll because it could have been a mistranslation on depending on who did it where. But the yeah. one that I watched, they did not say that. It would have made it make sense, and I would have been fine with that. But no, the one I saw. Did not say those words, and it made me feel, it made it so that it got on my nerves. Yeah, that is probably a mistranslation somewhere, because yeah, the version I I watch the original like always original sub, um, and they literally said uh, Ringo said this to to Sukasa and everyone else. I modified this phone so that it can work in, in this world, and she gave gave them the phone. Um. Um. That's fine. Whatever. So if that's the case, fine. I'll move on from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a lot of like heavy plot devices in this show that make it so that they can have an easier time. Like they just happen to land. The plane happened to crash in a particular area that has plenty of the minerals needed to make aluminum. Yeah. Um. The way that they, they, that the plane crashed. I mean, go go isn't it as like a, a box it down there somehow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's literally in the title. They are having it easy in another world, so well, they, they can let it have... pass. But, but so they after don't the really first episode, have, have it easy in, in that world, I guess. No, they have it super easy in that world. Like, Okay, so let, let's get past the first episode because the first episode for me had all the problems. Yes. After the first episode, it picked up steam and it was just full speed ahead and nothing but good stuff. Like, you have the first order of business. So hold on, before we jump that, we, we did see them, like, stomp a group of knights who showed up basically just trying to be dicks and start trying to like molest women and all that stuff. Sukasa mm-hmm. steps in like a badass, keeps them from touching the village chief, the village chief's daughter, and then 
the ninja and the swordsman take all of them out in a heartbeat. <laughs> and then the magician scares the other one. The magician mm-hmm. is the one that really gets on my nerves because he has no business here. Like, I understand these are simpler people from a simpler time, but they cannot be that dumb. Um, mm-hmm. So moving on to the second episode, you they decide, you know what? They need money. Merchant steps up. I got this. And just goes to town with their with the with the crop they have, mm-hmm. sees that they're gonna get screwed on the price, and basically takes out the number one trading company in the city. Yep. And all it took was him and the reporter. Like she found the information to get him a selling license. He took all that, he took that, used the tactical abilities that he had at his disposal, and wiped that fool out. Yeah, you got the permit and start dealing with the other, um, I guess, villagers who uh, sell the crops to the city, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also um, taking like a, a slave kid, a slave, yeah, slave girl. Yeah, he, uh, he didn't I, take I, her. I, under his arm. Yeah, he took her as an apprentice, um, Rue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. took Rue as his apprentice and Rue's like, she's been, okay, hold up. I got to double back. The fuck is up with the mayonnaise? Yes, right from the it's first mayonnaise. Why, why mayonnaise? Not, not really. I mean, they emphasize okay. it in in anime so much. I don't know why. This is the first anime I've ever watched where they emphasized and where they emphasized mayonnaise so much. So if you watch Gintama, they emphasize I've the mayonnaise like that too. I guess. I've never watched Gintama. Gintama is not one that was ever on my list. Um, okay. But yeah, what is up with the mayonnaise? Like, I don't they basically know. Made mayonnaise and they treated that shit like it was gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and they were just they were just selling gourds of it. And Rue was just eating, was drinking the stuff. And I'm like, you're going to die of a heart attack at 15. <laughs> Stop eating all that mayonnaise. And we have Ringo over there, probably have like the, the database for all the recipe in the world that they could have made. They could have made and, they chose mayonnaise. Yep, they didn't use that at all. And here, Sukasa, oh, let me teach you how to make a mayonnaise. Yeah, oh, you know. <laughs> here's some mayonnaise for you. And I'm just like, that's, that's okay, fine. Uh, Whatever. I don't know. But, That's why I said I I'm hesitate to give it an eight. Like there were certain things that bothered me, but at the but, the, but overall, like I was hooked on this show. Like I wanted yes. to see more and more and more. When once they crushed the guild, the the merchant, and then they went on to. Um, to I mean, they the they crushed the 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 trading company, and they yeah, never. They get back to it anymore. Well no, because he so already who, who handled the stuff that then after that? Oh here no what he happened to, to the to the sailor and stuff, yeah. The sa- well the sailor is transporting goods across the sea, so he's gonna be gone for a minute. What they did was they created once they once he crushed the, the trading person, he basically made him submit and basically forced him to create a fair business practice because he knew that he could not maintain control of everything the way he needed to. He could not control the traveling merchants. He couldn't keep that. He couldn't make enough money to keep them employed and to take care of all the merchants in town and to still keep hit the other guy in check. So by crushing him 
fast, he basically brought him under his umbrella to then have him deal fairly and regulate things. So now he doesn't have to control it as a day-to-day operation. He just has to make sure that it's still running smoothly. So he's just looking over paperwork at this point. So he didn't need to focus as much. But I guess uh, the uh, the way they set up the city at the town is a little bit, I guess, a, a little bit of a distance, right? But we saw the merchant pretty much um, at, at at the town always, you know? Well, yeah, he was in town because he's got to keep an eye on things. Mm, yeah. And what's the thing with the sea serpent? It doesn't go really anywhere right after the uh, the grading, right? The sea, the sea serpent, the, the the one who travels on the sea? Oh, the sailor. Well, no, the yeah. whole point of the sailor was to basically cut him off from overseas shop, from uh, overseas dealings. Because That's if all? you control the only... Yeah, because if you can... So if you're in a port town and mm-hmm. you have a number of goods that need to go to other countries that you need to ship to those countries, if you don't have a ship to sell, to transport them, you don't make money. So we'll say like we'll say Malaysia exports 60% of their goods to other countries via boat. That means that if I take the boats out of your control to where you don't get to use them, you've instantly lost 60% of your revenue. So now mm-hmm. I only need to take that last I only need to take control of that last 40%. Yeah. So it yeah, was I really get just about showing, as much. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, it's just showing that it's about how he crushed him so fast. Because once he took control of the ship, it was just a matter of time because he has no other no other sources of income because he already got rid of the traveling merchants on land. He took away control of the traveling merchant by sea, so he has no way to get goods in and out of the city anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, I don't know how things work over there and how they put a tax on the, their goods, right? How they pay back well, yeah. to the government, yeah. Well, that's a whole different thing, though. That's a whole different issue. Yeah, they didn't really touch on that. Uh, not a bit. Yeah, but that still when bothers me. That, when you were dealing... Okay, so when you're dealing in that kind of a system, for mm. individual merchants who are not who are producing products, taxes are taken from you by the Lord at the time of harvest or production. When mm. you're a selling merchant that doesn't produce, your taxes are done when the tax collector comes to actually collect or you would basically pay to get the permit and that would be part of your taxes and then things like that. So the taxes probably would have come due once they sold all the merchandise. They probably would have sent some to the tax collector or they just would have set it aside. But they didn't really have to worry about taxes because of the fact that they took over the whole freaking city in less than a week. Yeah. I mean, right before that. Declared war. Mm. They declared war with the with the sovereign nation that they were in. So there's not really anyone who's going to be coming saying, yeah, you got to give the emperor your tax money. No one's going to do that. So taxes yep. wasn't an issue. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, but still. And also, the one thing that you didn't touch on, I mean, last week you were uh, rambling on the penny shot and stuff, but I in mean, this show, ramble. man, what the heck? I don't ramble. <laughs> what are you saying I was rambling about? What, 
Uh, but, um, oh no, that's no. We haven't talked about the issue about that issue yet. Not that I <laughs> ramble about it. Oh, and you you gave that show a, a really low score, not really low, but mediocre score because of, of the petty shot. But in here, man, that's really this is unnecessary <laughs> scene in here. How about that? Oh, there was tons of unnecessary scenes in this show. Don't get me wrong at all. There was tons <laughs> of those of those issues in this show. I expected you to drop your, your points quite a bit, maybe seven and a half, just like me. But no, you give it a, like a strong eight and a half. Because it didn't take over the show and it wasn't in spots that didn't make any sense whatsoever. The wow. spots that, what do no, you no, no, mean? No, do no, not no, spring scene. No, no, no. Hear me out. In the in the other show, because the other which, which show was last week? Refresh my memory. <laughs> high rise invasion. High rise invasion. Okay, so high rise invasion. They're having a conversation, and I'm looking at her panties because the camera's so low on the ground. That is not a natural circumstance where I should be able to see someone's underwear. That is not a normal circumstance where girl decides, oh, I'm going to run. And the camera is perfectly positioned to catch a glance at her panties when she jumps over a chair. Those are the issues I have with that show. Is that the scenes where you would see the etchy don't make sense in a natural situation. It's not a natural format. It's not a natural thing to see. In but this in show, here, they're, they're pretty much no. zoom at, at, at the titties, at their right. mouth for some it's, reason. Because, well, no, no, because I this, don't know why. The mouth thing is a little weird. But mm. it's not it's not quite the same thing. The scenes in this show where they where they focused in on the etchy was in the bathhouse. For me, that's yeah, like that me is literally offensive to the show. Oh, absolutely! I'm not questioning that. I'm not denying that at all. But I expect that kind of thing to happen in a bathhouse scene because that's where they would put it if they were going to do so. So I can't knock them for using Echi in a scene where Echi is usually the norm. Now, if they were running through the forest and all of a sudden I can see somebody's underwear for no good reason, that's ridiculous. That was my problem with High Rise. In this show, the parts where they put that in are parts where it would fit into the story. It didn't just add it in arbitrarily. Did oh. I think they needed to focus on it as much as they did? Not really. They, there was way too much emphasis on boobs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I mean, that focusing on, on the mouth, literally every mouth time, is... like, Rue trying to eat the mayonnaise. Yeah, like I said, the mayonnaise thing was weird. We covered the mayonnaise thing, and the mouth, was, <laughs> that was part of it. That was part of it. I'm not going to deny that at all. Mm. You are absolutely right that that was weird. But I don't have an issue with them putting the etchy where the etchy is supposed to be. I don't enjoy it. I'm not going to sit here and... It's like me bitching and moaning about the obligatory um, beach scene in anime. Like, yeah. that's essentially what that was. It was the beach scene. So, I'm not going to sit here and rant and rave about every beach scene that comes up, because it's just beating a dead horse. They're going to do it. It's, it is what it is. But if you're going to put, like, panty shots into a show <clears throat> that don't really make sense, then I'm going to complain about it. So that's why you don't hear me like ranting and raving about the 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 etchy that's in the show is because the scenes where they did it are scenes where it makes sense. Uh, for me, it is still unnecessary. If you want to make this 
one works. Yeah, but put it in, you are put it in an OVA, man. Put it in an OVA. Don't put it in the main series. You are inconsistent with your judgment on etchy scenes. Because there are times where I am dead, I am dead certain where you're gonna be like, oh, he's gonna ream him for the etchy in the show. And you don't say a single thing. You're like, no, that was fine. It was right. It was okay. And then the next time you are all over it again. There are certain things that happen in shows, are certain um, scenes when it comes to the type of etchy that they do that you don't have a problem with. And there are certain ones that you do. So your judgment on etchy is inconsistent at best, my friend. So yes, that's why course. I'm not going to sit here. No, no, yes, because of course. You can't be inconsistent let, let with it. Me it explain. Let me explain. In Hyrule's Invasion, I am focusing on their story and their storyline and their dialogues. And the way that they put the penny shot, it is just in their dialogue and stuff, you know? It's just like a misdirection to dialogue. make us focus on something else while they are explaining stuff. But in no, here, no, the unnecessary no, scene, no, the full no, scene, man, no, full-blown scene, no, is unnecessary no, to the whole story. It is no, just a fan service. No, so, time uh, to help. You mean to tell me that the scene in High Rise Invasion when um, I can't remember the blue hair chick's name right now, and I'm not looking it up. Uh, Kuan. Yeah. When Kuan is sitting there, they're not talking about anything that has to do with anything. Literally, they're, they're almost silent. And then um, the blonde chick jumps up and says, Oh no, she's in trouble. Runs off, jumps up, and then all of a sudden Kuan is like, Oh, she's wearing striped panties. That had something to do with the story? Are yeah. you out of your mind? Yes. No, I mean, is it is part of, of, of the characters. I mean, she's pretty much a pure maiden. And she no, sees stuff was, up. That, and that is how she reacts. I'm okay no, with that. That. Pointless, that is a pointless addition to justify the biggest focus on her panties. It served no purpose to the story or even Kwan's character. No. And that's not, and even though it, it served it, no purpose to Kwan's character, what do you mean? No, it did. It served no purpose to Kwan's character other than to tell us that she's a pervert. Which she's in itself a pervert. has no she, She's a pure maiden, but she's reacted that way because she's, she's a pure. pure maiden. A pure maiden who's obsessed with people's panties. I don't know. That's not people pure. have their kings. That's not pure, Ooh. though. Any yeah. person that any person that is kinky in this world will never say, "Oh yeah, I'm pure." No, that's not what they're gonna say. <laughs> that's not what they're gonna say. So no, I don't want to hear this nonsense that you're spewing because <laughs> it's garbage, and you are inconsistent with your etchy justifications, my friend. Because they're oh. like you hated, you hated Lukoa in um, uh, uh, what is May Dragon? You hated. Lukoa, because they, they just jiggle, put the G jiggle physics. Right. I'm sorry. That was part of her character. And she used that character and that showed in her interaction with her. Not with her. just her, everyone else. There's only <laughs> two women in the show that can do jiggle physics. It's Lukoa <laughs> and then the, the main dragon one. I can't remember her name right now. Yeah. Um, they're the only ones who can, do, who can do jiggle physics. And they almost never did it with the other one. They always yeah, did right. it because her little, because her master was so embarrassed and shy that every time it did it, it freaked him out. That was done with a purpose to the story because she did it on purpose to mess with him. That's why she was always smiling and laughing. 
So we saw that. Now, when we're talking about a show like with random panty shots, no, it's not part of the story. No, it doesn't further the story. No, it doesn't. Adding dialogue about it does not make it any better. Obligatory beach episodes are a staple of anime. It's what we see. It's what we deal with. Same with same with the bathhouse scenes. They happen. They always do. There's not a lot we can do about that. But to say that the panty shots in High Rise Invasion were better than the than the the bathhouse scene where they actually talk and further the storyline in the bath for the for the entire series, but that's somehow worse. You are out of your mind, sir. It is not better, but I'm okay with that. Not like just put like fan service scene in the main show kind of thing, you know. All that's all those panty shots were was fan service. At least in this one, the bathhouse served a function. I wanted so they did the bath. They used the bath twice. Mm-hmm. The first time I can't remember what they talked about. The second time they was when they were about. Rule um, taking a test, mathematic test. It no, is no, 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 no. That was that was no, no, that, that was part of it. But the other uh, the other part of the conversation was um, what is her name? Ringo was Ringo having girl talk with the other girls and her trying trying to get her to come out of her shell and her dealing with her insecurities comparative to everyone every other female in the group. And then that fed into her getting the courage to go after Sukasa. And then there was um her with uh what's her name um shinobu where shinobu is teaching her how to get how to get a man so the scenes that they did it the scenes that they used the bathhouse for were scenes where they would have one where they would have that private time to talk amongst girls where they didn't want other people to hear so it is a natural it is a natural scenario a natural scene to do such a conversation in but the problem you you just don't like that scene which is fine, but you have to admit... It is not like I don't like that scene. I enjoy it as much as other men do, but I don't like it when they put it in the main show like as if that the show is really important to to the main story. You would have to get rid of the entire episode where Sukasa and Ringo are trying to go on their date if you want to get rid of that that particular scene. That whole whole episode needs to go. It can be done not in the bathtub, I mean, she can just uh, meet Shinobu somewhere else. Where? Where would they have had uh, Maybe in a room somewhere where um, Shinobu just uh, suddenly show up in her lab, maybe? Why not? Uh, I don't don't know. It's a Shinobu thing. Just shows up in someone's room without... Yeah. But Shinobu... It can be done, but yeah. No, no, no. But Shinobu wasn't looking for Ringo. Ringo was going to everyone else. I mean, to we get can create place. a little story. We can make you, it happen. It is not impossible. No, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's much more yeah. likely that the way it played out is the way that it would, that way that it should have played out. Not to mention the scenes where all the girls are together having their bath and they're talking about different things is another one you'd have to try to justify away just to get rid of that one scene. The scenes in this, where they, where you had the bath scenes, were not unlikely. Is my thing. Having some, having that hardcore focus on somebody's panties in a life or death situation is extremely unlikely. That, my friend, <laughs> that is where I have the issue. Unnecessary etchy. 
where it doesn't fit the story. This fit the story. They were in the bath having conversation. It happens. Apparently, it's part of culture and other places where you have communal baths that you will have conversations. Now, if this was a show that was made in that was made in America, set in America, no, this scene would be completely out of place. We don't do communal baths. Mm-hmm. We do not do multiple people in the bathtub at the same time. That's not done here. So here, it would be completely out of place. In a show, one, made in Japan, two, set in a feudal era where they had a communal bath that was made by people from Japan, it's not unlikely. Communal baths would be a place where you would have conversation. I can't right. fault them for using it. Okay, I mean, if you're okay with that, then yeah, but... I, okay. I still got 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 gotta point that out, man. If I'm not okay with that, no, and that's and that's fine. My issue was not you saying that you don't you you thought it was unnecessary. My okay. issue is that you saying that I'm being inconsistent with my judgment on unnecessary etchy because yeah, I, 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 invasion. I still stand, man. I still stand with my point. <laughs> Your point is invalid, sir. Okay, no, it is my, not invalid. My, it is invalid, my. My ruling for unnecessary etchy has always been the same thing. If it has nothing to do with the story, it should not be there. The scene in the bath, they are carrying on a conversation that affects the rest of the storyline for the rest of the show. It is done in a situation where it would not be uncommon to have multiple people in a bathroom or in a bath where they are going to be in a state of undress having a conversation because they're all together anyway. That's why I don't have a problem with it. Having yeah. random panty shots or low camera angles to see somebody's panties or a rando character pointing out the fact that the colors of somebody's panties that has nothing to do with the story of the show is unnecessary etchy. Yeah. My ruling on it has a, has a clear explanation. You, on the other hand, have no clear explanation for your hatred of certain types of etchy, including jiggle physics. I don't hate them. You yeah. hate it. You, I, I wish it was we done the proper way, like put it in, in a, an OVA. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, we're, no, we're not going to talk about moving it to an OVA. I wish we had been airing the podcast when we did the review for May Dragon so that I had a record of what you said so I can make you go and listen to it. You disliked <laughs> the jiggle physics for no reason other than it was jiggle physics. But you know what? You know what, man? We can do a second season of it. We can do this in this podcast. I, I will run the, the same thing. They introduce like a new character, right? Like a lolly with a big titties and stuff. They will definitely put a really extreme jiggle physics in in them. I am pretty sure. We can do this in the podcast in the future. Um, <laughs> we, we, we will work. Whatever, fine. We'll talk. Let's move on because we're gonna we're gonna be on this for a minute. <laughs> when we get each other on our horse, it's, it takes a minute to get back down. So let's move on. Yeah. So I mean, this is just three. like from from the two of us. Imagine like we I have know. the full we member here. Mateo. We need Mateo <laughs> to break the tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mateo, we missed you. <laughs> okay, so move. All right, on move on. on. Okay. Um, it, enough being said with that point. Let's start with the um the storyline, the main storyline. What do you think of the story of the show? How they pull it off? The story of the show. I enjoy I enjoyed it very much. I think they did a great job 
mm-hmm. with the story overall. Um, they really I agree. Like a really good job of it, despite putting like I don't know, like the magician and categorize Shinobu as a journalist somehow. Yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah, I, I did that. Issues we had with the show, though, that that's the sign of a good show. The yeah. issues were minimal. Um, I enjoyed. I wish they would have focused more on the magic, so that we had a more fleshed out system that I could actually review. Yeah, but, about the magic thing, when like Liru suddenly can, I mean, uh, she go and train somehow about the magic, but they didn't really show us. Anything about the magic stuff, right? Right. Yeah. And suddenly, like, she's really good at magic? Well, In a really short time, too? They said that she had a, re- a natural affinity for it, which I'm like, okay. Yeah, I can accept that, but still. Is she some kind of a prodigy, too? <laughs> In a way. She could be. She <sighs> could be a prodigy herself. Man. We don't know. She's an elf prodigy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, they didn't really explain the magic stuff. Who can really uh, do the magic? Can everyone do learn the magic and stuff, right? Right. There definitely needed to be more explanation on the magic system so we could actually evaluate the damn thing. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, what we did see, I quite enjoyed. Um, I I like the fact that I was I'm going to toot my own horn here. I called What's-His-Name's Ability. Um, Which one? The oh, what was his name? The the one with the flame spirit. Oh, Lash Bolel, Lash Solel, yeah. I don't think that's what they called him on mine. Um, what they call him? It was like Garvey or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, you literally has like a mistranslation on your end, man. No, no, Gustav Oslo. Yeah, I know the, the the character's name is Gustav. Yeah, yeah. I I thought you are talking about uh the the spell, the the fire spell and all stuff. The no, lens, no, no, no. Right? Talking about the character. I'm talking about the character. Oh yeah. Gu- yeah. Oslo uh, Oslo El Gustav. Yeah. Yeah, Oslo El Gustav. Um, I I I called his ability and how it worked before he did it. Um, I was a little surprised at that, like, but. Whatever. I mean, um, the character is really hard to die. <laughs> yeah, like it was a little weird that they shot, they hit him with a missile and he didn't die, but they shot him with a bullet <laughs> in the crystal. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Oh wow, wow! Shot him with a handgun. Really now? That's it. Why not use a? Sniper rifle or something and shoot him well, rifle at a distance. Unreal. It would have been unreal. Because <laughs> like, we really have to dig into why uh, Sukasa is, is adept with a sniper rifle at that point. I mean, not, not Sukasa, maybe rifle. like one of the night, right? They have the, well, the order yeah. of the night, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could have, that would have made sense, but yeah. I don't know. I didn't I mean, have a like, problem with the fact that he shot him. I had a problem with the fact that a missile did not destroy that crystal, but a bullet did. <laughs> So, for me, that yeah. was a little weird, but that's it. I mean, I'm fine with it, with it overall. Um, <sighs> I love the fight scenes in the show. Um, mm-hmm. They're like they still find time for comedy in them. Um, yes. It actually it doesn't feel too easy when they actually like get to an actual like villain. 
it's not always too easy. Um, yeah. And they're brutal. It's brutal, too. Like, when, um, after they overthrew the, the, the first uh, principality, and he went to Gustav, and he was like, I want you to restore me to my power, my position of power, and he just decapitated that fool. Like, no hesitation. Yeah. Like, I was like, hey, okay, I like this. Brutal. I, I mean, like no they hesitation. really did a good job for, to, for us for hating the antagonist, right? Like when um, Lirul was uh, kidnapped by that um, Marquis that looks like a pig, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They, that scene, they really made me really want to punch that guy. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, it's a good thing when a show can make you feel something, right? Like I said before. Right. Yeah, and there's a lot of that kind of scene in here, like when um, um, the child in the inn, right? Mm-hmm. When she had like a little dirt on her clothes and she was... Oh, going for yeah. It. Oh, man. That whole Dude, scene was that, tough. That scene, it was... Like, and I was fully ready to hate them fools, too. And I, like, they just made this up. No, you can't hate them. Yep. 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 And um, a little bit of a nitpick. Uh, when that scene happens, I don't know uh, on your end how, how they sound like. But when they whip the kid, I can hear the whip, but there's no, like, um, the sound of the contact to, to, to the kid. And there's no scream at all. Is that how... Uh, how yeah. It, yeah, it's just not like a, an empty whip, right? Yeah, it's just an empty whip. <laughs> so, why? Just why, I right? think they might have thought it was too a uh, little too brutal. I mean, they are pretty much go, going with the whole scene. Why stop midway? I, th- I think they found, they found the line and they were like, yeah. Come not? on now, don't give me that shit. Hey, everyone's got their limits. Everyone's got their (sighs) limits. Can't be mad at them for that. No, I mean that that really just break the uh, immersion of of the story. You know, I mean they they are going full full. uh, What do you call it? They are going full speed with Lirul and and stuff, with the hand gesture and stuff, and just. Lirul is an adult. Man. Still. <laughs> Still, man. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a nitpick. That's why I said I hesitate to give them like an eight. But yeah, move on. Uh, while we are speaking about the uh, the story and the scene, um, do you have any memorable scene at all, man? Um. I'm sure I do. It's just not coming in my head right now. Um, <laughs> I have one. Um, this is re- pretty much like uh, the scene of the year for me, I guess. When um, Aoi, the Master Swordman, running yes. along with yes. the missile. No, no. <laughs> oh, yes. That, was, that, was, that scene was hella cool. Like, Let me like, you What do you mean by that? Oh. It was it was pretty that was pretty insane. Um, 
Now, All right. can we? Favorite... How how fast can a like a guided missile can be when when it how is lost? How fast the guided missile travel? Yeah. Um, one second. Um, <laughs> is it possible for a human to no, run no. inside like a guided missile? No. <laughs> so they so it depends on the missile. So they have most of them can travel. They have super hypersonic ones that travel at five times faster speed of sound, which is at about a mile a second. Mm. Um, and then, so like ICBMs, which is probably this. So I don't know if they would probably. So hold, on, let me go in here. So there's ICBMs, which are intercontinental, sorry, intercontinental ballistic missiles. Those ones can travel a lot. Those ones travel at twenty four thousand kilometers per hour or fifteen thousand miles per hour. Um, it's not it, I guess. Uh, no, let's try a ballistic missile. Um, ballistic missile and speed. Now, a ballistic missile moves at 5,000 meters per second. You can't run that fast. Yeah, nobody can run 5 kilometers per second. No. <laughs> Even if you try, man. <laughs> no, we have to suspend our, our disbelief of this show. For certain things that we're in an anime, we, we know that's already the case. So I'm not even going to fall. Still, the insanity works somehow, even though it is pretty much uh, impossible. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Now, probably my favorite scene was when Ringo was going around trying to get dating advice from all the girls, and she went to the swordsman. And she said, when all else fails, <laughs> I, I remember that. And then she ripped it off the mannequin. She ripped it <laughs> off. And I'm just like, did I really just want really <laughs> You need to grab them by their balls, you know? <laughs> and she was not kidding at all. Yeah. So that was probably my favorite scene for this one. <laughs> Oh my god. And when Ringo uh, going to ask um Kenny, the doctor for advice, oh Kenny just go full on give her like a sex tip, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was like the one thing where I thought like they really should have did more emphasis on their social awkwardness because mm. none of them really know the first thing about the about like attracting the opposite sex. None of them do. I don't know. Except I can for see the that the doctor is just messing with the Ringo, you know? I, I don't know. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I really want to know how crazy is the doctor. Because yeah. they went full-on, like, lobotomy and mind control on the, on the, magi- on the um, medical guild. And I'm just like, uh, sh- I was not expecting her to go that dark. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. It is... I am confused too. Is that her true self? I mean, is it uh, all this time that she puts an act? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, and that's the thing is, right. like, I I don't know if she was just being, if she's just that crazy or what. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I wanted to see more about her, like her sadistic side, um, but I'm. I honestly, I don't think I, and so going to um, scenes I hated, I don't think I had any scenes I really did not like in the show. Um, 
I was I'm not really a big fan of all like the creepy like molester scenes kind of thing yeah. that they do in anime, yeah. but they didn't take it too far. Um, so I was kind of okay with it. I have they more could of have taken a, a step, um, uh, I guess farther, but yeah, thank like, God like, more... they stopped where where they at, I guess. Right, like I had more of a problem with the one in um, High Rise with the police officer than I did with this one. So, I mean, it's almost the same, but yeah, I guess the situation is a little bit different. I guess. Well, I don't you know, know if it was really different, but yeah, we can see that happening either way, you know. But yeah. Um. So I guess uh, let's talk about the characters. So in this show, <laughs> I don't know what to say. They have uh, pretty much all of the tropes in anime somehow packed in this show, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have like a pretty boy. Um, You have like a very cool guy. Um, You have a shorter that is almost a trap. Somehow, yeah, he like a he a half step off a trap. I mean, yeah, I mean, in in, in the buff scene, he was there. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they keep they keep and, playing up that too. Like, it's like I'm a boy, and it's like, you sure about that? Yeah. Who are you trying to convince? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and also, we have like a um, animal ear um, milf. That is really young. <laughs> oh yeah. We have like a like a normal villagers and like a typical uh, big titties elf, you know. <laughs> well, it's pretty, it's pretty much like every character that was every female that was grown that was like above the age of like sixteen in this show was like stacked, with the exception of Ringo. Um, mm-hmm. And they pointed it, it out. It, that I mean, it, even Shinobu pack, packs a punch too, right? Yeah. And yeah, uh, we, we have. Uh, how about Ru, right? Ru. Uh, well, no, Ru is like Ru's like seven. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> she doesn't really count. Um, but like all the ones who are supposed to be like high school age or older, they're mm-hmm. all, they're all like curvy, and that's what they put. That's what they bring up when um. In the bath when they're talking with Rue and Rue is or not Rue with Ringo, and she's looking at their curves and she's like and she's down on herself and the girls start trying to like boost her confidence and all that and everything. That's why I said like that kind of scene fit in the that dialogue for that scene fit that scene. That's, you couldn't really do that scene anywhere else. I mean, we need to have like lolly somewhere, you know. Ringo is pretty much a lolly, <laughs> so yeah, like, like a cute lolly. I think that's supposed to be Rue. Um, it depends. If you want uh, like a human one, that that's oh, going okay. to be Ringo. If you want like a, <laughs> a necklace, <laughs> um, yeah, like a animal eared one, uh, that that's gonna be Rue. Who likes know. mayonnaise? R- really erotically somehow. I don't know why they show us the. Uh, yeah, I, I will stop there. <laughs> So, with that being said, <laughs> who's your favorite characters, man? Um, do I really have a favorite character from the show? I don't know. I mean, 
you like the pretty boy who's pretty much like a politician? No, like he was. I was like he was interesting. He wasn't quite as um, he wasn't probably he wasn't as forward a tactician as I like in that kind of character. Like was when I think I mean, of that kind of character, I think of like Lelouch. The only time that oh. we think that he's a politician when he gave a speech, right? Right. Like he's like he likes being behind the scenes and manipulating things. But like mm-hmm. when I think of the tactician, I think of like a character like Lelouch from um, what was it? Yeah, Code Geass. Another one, Code Geass. Thank you. Um, so not really him. I mean, Masato is kind of cool, but same time it's like he had like no screen time in comparison. Um, I hated the costume. I mean, Masato is all about the business. He is, but his role in the show was very short. Like the first, first and se- the second. Yeah, and just, up- just the f- first arc, and that's all. That's why yeah. I said they they don't really touch uh, on that at all after that, and just no. let it be, you know. Yeah. I mean, if I had, to, I guess if I had to pick one from from the seven, it would probably have to be um, Aoi, um, the samurai. Oh, I agree, man. And like, if if I, so I cannot good. choose Aoi, I would go with the doctor. I I I like to live dangerously, <laughs> man. Again, interesting, <laughs> but not enough screen time for me. Like, if it wasn't mm. going to be Aoi, it'd probably be Shinobu. Um, Shinobu. I mean, she's a little bit weird. But oh, I can she see that she, Shinobu like doctor, has like a Yuri thing happening uh, around him, around her. Oh, well, that wouldn't surprise me either. But we're not talking about wifeies here. We're talking about favorite characters. Yeah, that's those are two different things. Yeah, I know. Some sometimes you can pack them together, but yeah. Yeah, sometimes, but I'm going strictly off the of favorite character, not wifey. So you go Shinobu, huh? I'll go. Well, no, I'm gonna go with Aoi. If I'm not going Aoi, then I'll go Shinobu. Right. So for me, I would go with Masato, though. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much uh, interested in the whole business thing, and I can learn a lot just uh, watching that character, man, doing his stuff. Well, I agree, but I mean, again, if he had more screen time, he probably would have been my favorite, but just lack of screen time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how would you try to combat this? Man, they try to put so much into this. They try to put everything in. The edgy, the action, the uh, drama, the politics. They try to put them on in just a, a single season, you know? Right, but they could have used them to manage the war chest or something like that. Um, yeah, because, I, I mean, mean, that could have taken a little bit more, more time of the show. I mean, this show well, can no, no. easily be like a 24-episode uh, show. Some, right, well, no, no. Some, yeah. the thing. So they're going to war. They have soldiers that they're going to send to war. They're mm-hmm. going to have to have someone to manage the funds. Masato yep. is a perfect character for that. So by incorporating a war chest episode, you could have easily done that and then given yeah. him some more shine. But they didn't do but, that from... from from what we see, Sukasa is handling all the things, right? Yeah, There's no can. advice from Masato and all. Yeah. No, it's just him. So we don't really get enough time for me to really um, create a reason to like um, uh, Masato. But I guess when he's in action, that maybe th- that is when that I, I really interested in the character when he's in action. You know. No, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. When, yeah. He, when we see him in action, he's super interesting. Yep. And I want to see the whole thing about Ru, you know, uh, why the whole family was uh, enslaved and stuff. They just yeah. put it, put a stop on that. 
one quite literally so i mean is, is there not like an urgency to uh buy both of their parents back you know <laughs> well i think she so her whole thing is that she is going to earn the money to buy them back they're yeah, not really right now to focus on making money because they're so mm-hmm. the nation is in its infancy so they have to establish their safe hold first and once they do that then i think they're going to go back and revisit the money making aspect and rue finding a way to make enough money to free her parents and stuff so yeah. i think we'll get there and the, like if they do a season two but i think if for season one they had to abandon that part of it to further the rest of the story i mean but at least like give us like a montage or 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 some kind of like a scene where they holding uh, both of uh, Ruth's parents uh, enslaved, I guess. That could have been like put the important like in some sort of urgency somehow, even though they are not going to put it uh, in the story yet, you know. That know. is just my, yeah. Just I don't, my I don't think they need Yeah, I don't. I don't really see how they why they need they would have needed that sense of urgency just because we don't know how long Ruth's been a slave for, we don't know how long her parents have been gone, yeah. so it's kind of and hard to put a sense of urgency on it. I mean, other than Rue, we don't see any other slaves on the town, right? Uh, no, Rue's the only one we saw. Yeah, that's a little bit weird. So, and it well, it looked like she was from another country, honestly. Because the ones that were that enslaved her were sailors. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, maybe we can see more of that in another country, right? Where the right. enslavement two, is. A... Well, there in season, what they showed from at the end of season one, we saw that other nation pop up, which seemed to be mm-hmm. the one that had the shurikens. So we should be seeing another nation and possibly. Yeah, you know, they are yeah. talking about uh, coming from Yamato region, right? Right, so I think we're going to yeah. see more of that stuff in season two. Yeah, is uh, Yamato region really an enemy or an allies? Who knows? Well, I think it's going to be an enemy of my enemy is my friend situation. Yeah, we we'll probably see that coming. And um, the girl, who's that girl name again from the uh, Azur uh, Azure yeah, Brigade? Brigade? Yeah, Azure Brigade. Uh, Jean de la de la Blanc. Yeah, Jean? Jean, Jean, yeah, Jean, or Jane, maybe. <laughs> Her name is Jean. It's that is French. <laughs> yeah, I mean the way the Japanese pronounce it is Jane. Yeah, they pronounce Jane, J E A N N E. Yeah, they they pronounce it Jane. Don't blame me. I just um, repronounce it. I I I question that highly. <laughs> <laughs> I will go listen to, to the original movie. Japanese, then come back I to will, me, man. That, that bitch's name is Jean. Like literally, it's like Joan of Arc. It's supposed to be Jean, yeah, but they pronounce it Jane. I expect <laughs> better. That is if that is the truth. I expect better, Japan. I expect better. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, how about waifu, man? If you have to choose a waifu, oh, if I gotta choose a waifu, it's either gonna be. It would have to be either um, Liril, Liril, yeah, or over there, man, or Winona. Wow, you go there, man. You go um, with the milf. She's the only. Well, yeah, but she's also the only one that is. Well, she's the least likely of those 
in the fighting ca- like category to skin me and gut me like a fish. So <laughs> I, I thought you like strong woman. Why not go for Aoi as a waifu? Um, sharp objects. all right that's fair i will stop right there before anything awkward happening between us it wasn't awkward i don't feel like getting gutted like a fish so (laughs) and she'll do it before i link too no no thank you i mean with nona i might have a chance to run i may not get far but i have a chance yeah you have a chance man but yeah you got Aoi over here running alongside a missile. <laughs> well, 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 and I will go straight with, with um, the Doctor Kenny. See, no, no, no. Yeah. I've seen too I many. Mean, I've seen too it, many shows. I did Aoi or Kenny. Both of them can crush my balls, but in a different way. <laughs> no, I'm good. Like she, she's just gonna lobotomize you and turn you into the perfect boyfriend. You don't have to think again. I don't mind as long as um he uh, keep me around. <laughs> he keeps me, <laughs> keeps me around. I, I'm good, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> as long as you be kept around. As long as she keeps me around, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm good in life. I don't have to worry about my health or anything like that. As long as she loves me, I'm good. Think <laughs> so. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, how about the least favorite character, man? Uh, least favorite character is probably. Sorry, I gotta look him over again. Oh, that's easy. Um, where's his name? Akatsuki. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's. Uh, not she's. He's. He's annoying. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, he's a trap. So yeah, forgive me about that. He's annoying and a trap. So. Yeah, it's a shota and a trap. There you go. And yeah, probably the the Marquis in the castle, the friend of castle. Oh yeah, and... all the all the villains I hated. I mean, I, I'm okay with Gustav because uh, he's literally like a bad villain, you know, not a gross oh, yeah. one. No, he's just a crazy villain. Like he's just yeah. a religious villain. So yep. I didn't really hate him, but like the most of the villains, I I didn't really care for. Gustav was he was sadistic, but he was sadistic because he was a fanatic. I mean, he he's obsessed and loyal to the imperial uh, emperor, yeah. so I cannot hate uh, him for that. No, no, you no, I'm, I was fine with him. Yeah, but the other one, like, 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 like in in Findorf, the grossest one. Oh, and no, just no. But burning the the town with just no apparent reason, you know, and just kidnap the 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 the, the girls so that um he can, I guess, enjoy Tell the pleasure. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you talking about Kevin? The what's his name? Yeah, I don't know what his name. <laughs> I just remember uh, how he looks like. Like a pig, you know. Yeah. All right. So I guess um, let's wrap this thing up, man. Um, so expectation and prediction. Um, who and what do you think is going to happen in the second season? 
Um, I think they're going to expand. They're going to take a break from expanding in this country, and they're going to focus on the outside influences and meeting um, the what is it, the Yamato Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to spend some time on that, and then hopefully we'll we'll get some more in depth backstory on the seven and the legend of the seven as well as the actual characters yeah what's going on with the uh, legendary heroes and stuff right right so i have my assumption here i think that um the emperor is one of those um long time um, legendary heroes you think the emperor is one of those legendary heroes yep I don't know, because, I mean, they said that that legend was, I mean, he has to be, I don't know, because they never said how long ago that was, did they? No, but, yeah, I mean, they pretty much, um, I guess this is my theory, that history deemed to repeat itself. So, I guess long time ago, um, like like this time around, uh, all the seven uh, People just um, transferred into another world. And they started like the same thing. Like they started a religion and stuff. But they have like a, maybe an argument about stuff. And they start fighting each other, you know. That is just my hunches. And mm. the emperor just is the one who, who left. And I guess governed the whole land, I guess. That is just my hunches though. I don't know. How about you? I don't know. I mean, if that's the case, I think it's going to be a matter of the the other six are are part of that entity that keeps taking over Lero. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't think the emperor is one of the is one of the seven. I don't think so. Um, I, I don't mean, know what, the don't thing know what that that really uh, get me to I guess the- theorizing this uh, theory is that when Gustav. Uh, um, is about to that right he said that the emperor is a prodigy too so yeah that that statement should 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 probably go somewhere i don't know because i and again this could be the difference in the translations but mine didn't say didn't call him a prodigy they called him a lot of different things and said he was blessed by the divine but they didn't call him a prodigy oh again a mistranslation on your end. I don't know. Man. Well, no, it could be a mis. Well, it could be a mistranslation on your end, as well. Yeah, it could you, be, probably be, but I don't know. We I don't know. know so. I, I I believe that my translation is pretty accurate, but I don't know, man. Who, who, I don't, know. I don't have any other. I, I am not really an expert in Japanese. Be, I, I just know the basic one. Right. It would be stranger to call him a prodigy than not yeah. to. Because a prodigy, one, a prodigy is a child, not an adult. If he's one of the original seven, he can't be a child anymore. It would have been too long. So yeah. he couldn't be a child, so they wouldn't call him a prodigy. They would I mean, call it's, a, it's a land of magic. Maybe they found a way to be immortal or something. We don't know that. I, I, this is just a speculation at this point. Right, right. I understand that. But at the same time, yeah. it's highly unlikely that there would be a situation where he would be called a prodigy. Um Unless he is new to this world, like by like a year or two, which way he wouldn't be one of the seven. So I don't know. Uh, it could have been that Gustav probably uh, uh, be on uh, the Empress since the beginning. You know, since um, 
the emperor was a child, maybe. Then that would make him and Gustav both immortal. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the land of, of magic. Who knows, right? Yeah, but we've already how, how they age. Yeah, Even the myth, the myth one looks really seen. young. That's got nothing to do with magic, though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like, know, man. Like they're they're like seven. They're like twenty five. When I was twenty, when I was twenty five, hell, I'm thirty now. Like people still see my mom and be like, "That's your son?" It's like, yeah. It was like, how old is he? It's like it's not uncommon to have mothers who look young to have like older children. That's not uncommon. That's not a magic thing. But we've seen nothing in the show to 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 show us that they have any kind of life extending magic or immortality magic or anything like because that. Again, not well, yet, but at the same time, yet, it's yeah. like I yeah, but we it's I I tend not to go for adding new magics to a system that doesn't have enough one that doesn't have anything flushed out. All we've seen so far is fire and wind magic. That's mm-hmm. it. So that's a big jump to immortality. So I don't know. Maybe like, like I said, if there are like uh, prodigies, like uh, they have the doctor and stuff that can pretty much um, extend your lifespan and stuff, and don't can make you look young and yeah, maybe I don't know. Nah, it's too yeah. too far of a stretch for me. Yeah, I can I can see that. This is just my speculation because of that one statement. Probably yeah. stuff, yeah. <laughs> so that is my expectation. I guess translation is on your end. I think it was more trying to say that he is, he is like he is great, or he is, he is beyond everyone else. I don't think they meant to call him a prodigy. Nah. Yeah, probably. I don't know, but I guess let's see when this season two came out. I guess somehow, whenever I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully there is a season two. Hopefully, like any other anime that was released uh, for the past like five, six years. <laughs> I mean, so in isekai to... genre, it's it is hard to to I guess compete in to get, uh, unless you are like a big studio and you have like a big budget and stuff to release a, a, another season, even though the uh, anime is pretty much subpar, you know, somehow. <laughs> well, it show, so it says it was re- it was approved for a second season. Um, okay, there's hope, I guess. There's hope. I mean, it's it's hard to say if they're going to have a second season. I mean, part of it, someone said, yeah, they're getting one on one site. Another one says they haven't confirmed it. Another site says they have confirmed it. Apparently, there's a popularity percentage score they use, and it was 65.5, so it says it's sufficient for a second season, but we haven't gotten anything confirmed. I mean, hell, we're still waiting on a second season of Drifters, and that was freaking approved years ago. So, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, Drifters is like, what, 2018? God, more than that. <laughs> I mean, Drifters. we start doing oh, these things like in 2019, right? Um, and Drifters... Pretty much like a very recent anime that time. Uh, Drifters was out before we started doing this. Drifters was 2016, bro. Oh, I thought it was a recent anime that time. No, yeah. that was 2016. So wow. it's way old. So five years and five years, and no they already approved. Two. Well, it was supposed to come out in 2020, I believe. 
But of course, yeah. <laughs> we just stop so going we on and everything yeah. going down. You don't know. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, get, hopefully there's literally that. a hope, but yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> so. But yeah, season two comes out. I'll definitely be watching it. I I can't wait. Yeah, I, I'm on on the same boat, man. I will pretty much check this thing out. This is one of pretty pretty good anime of this year, I guess. So yeah, there's a high hope that they pretty much can screw this up, and I don't want to curse them for it. <laughs> but yeah, if you can avoid the curse of the the sequel, please avoid it. Somehow, maybe with a handgun, you know, not with, with a missile. handgun. <laughs> wow, wow, right? Wow, wow. All right, so that is the end of Choyo Yu. I'm not going to say the full name. <laughs> High school prodigies have it easy, even in another world. Yeah, thank you. Um, I hope you like what you listen here. Um, if you like it, give us a like, give us follow, and give us a rating on whatever platform that you listen this podcast on. Um, other than that, um, for our Fung FM next week, uh, we are going to review um, uh, Devil Man Cry Baby. Oh, you bastard! Why? I haven't watched it. Have you I've watched seen... it yet? I've seen like two episodes and I was not a fan. Wow. Yeah, we are going to watch that. It, it has right. only like right. 10 right. episodes, you know? It's a really short one. It is not a long one. So all right, I'll watch it. I'll watch I it. really want to know what, what that thing is all about. I heard that Devil Man is pretty about. much like a franchise, you know? It's kind of like Gundam. Uh, well, no, there, I think there's only there's only been two series for Devil Man Cry. Um, this is the second one, so we'll, we'll see how we'll see what it's like. I'm I'm not optimistic about it. I mean, from what I read, Devilman is uh, started way back from like from the eighties. Yeah, the original one was in the eighties, and then they think they may have done one in the nineties and this one. So I believe it's only the eighties in this one. <clears throat> it was it was not my cup of tea when I started it, so we'll see if it that changes. <laughs> I mean, from the first impression that you gave me, um, it is not great, right from the start. So yeah, so yeah, I mean, bust your bubble, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is on Netflix, right? It is a Netflix um, exclusive, I so. right? I yeah. believe so. Yeah, there's a high chance that Netflix Netflix going to screw this up. Probably. I don't know. I don't even think it was a Netflix issue. I think it's just the the nature of the show, at least for me. Okay, okay, okay. Don't hit me for this, man. <laughs> uh, we'll reserve that for later because if it ends up being like um, school days or when they cry, yeah, man. Wow, don't blame school days on me. I didn't blame you for school days. I said if it's like that, I blame <laughs> you for when they cry, not for school yeah. days. I mean, that one was on purpose. I really want to watch that that show, but yeah, it's kind of like this one, but (laughs) I don't know what's going on with that. I hope that it is not like the when they cry one, you know? So yeah, um, next week, uh, Devil Man Cry Baby. Hope for the best. 
from the first impression that Shannon gave me, it's not going to be great, but yeah, whatever. It is the choice that I have made. I am not going to back up. I'm a man. Is not that what you call yourself? <laughs> man, not a girl. Not a girl. Not not Akatsuki. All right. Okay, Akatsuki. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. So for uh, if you have any uh, comment or suggestion about this show or any of our future show, or maybe you, if you have any suggestion, you can hit us up on our social media, Shannon. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Ashitake Podcast. And if you want to shoot us an email, we are Ashitake Podcast at gmail.com. All right. So with that being said, um, let's end the podcast like usual, man. So um, life is hard, no matter how you slice it. So overall, um, anything at all, be safe out there, man. And please don't die. When you are a prodigy and get pulled over to another world, you can believe there will be plenty of time for Opai, especially if it's a hot elf girl. And there's plenty of mayonnaise too, if you know what I mean. That that, <laughs> that was just wrong. That wow. was wrong. Wow. I didn't need to go there. Wow. <laughs> You're better than that, Mach. You're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I'm not going to start, but the way they show us and with the zoom in to the mouth and the way they eat the mayonnaise, yeah, you can probably could have guessed what they mean by that, you know. Yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, man. Um, let's see with me now. Um, shitake. Shitake.